York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jalen from the Nick of Time Show. Here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And man, no gunshots today. No gunshots today. I'm sorry, guys. There's no gunshots today. But um, we still going to talk some Knicks basketball, the Knicks versus the Spurs. We just got our butts handed to us. Uh, 119 to 93. Uh Hold on a second. I'm hearing an echo. And, man, no gunshots today. No gunshots today. I'm sorry. You guys hear echo? Nah, I'm, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, cool. So we're going to start the show off. Uh, Julius Randle, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. RJ Barrett, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists. Frank Nilakina, 13 points. Three from three from three. Nerlens Noel, 12 rebounds and three blocks. <laughs> Emmanuel quickly though with 26 points. All right, so you guys tell me, what did you see from this game? Um, what did you think? I know Roy was talking about it earlier. He was getting into it. How do you feel about this Knicks loss? And are you even taking it? Seriously, because... Like we said, man, when you if you saw the game Sunday, um, you could see that the Knicks were a little slow, and they beat Detroit because they're a better team than Detroit. Yeah, okay? they didn't beat Detroit because they were coming out raring to go. They were just a better team than Detroit, so that's why they beat them. But um, you cannot come out against the San Antonio Spurs like that. And so, um, you know, th- that was just to me. Uh, and we've seen this. There's a couple of patterns we have seen during the course of the season. Number one, the Knicks are bad third quarter team. We've seen that, you know, yep. yeah. third quarter of doom on the last game for sure. Right. That's when the whole collapse happened. Every once in a while, you know, you can see they're out of gas. Every once in a while, you can see they come out out of gas. And games that they've lost this year, that's generally been the case. They've generally been out of gas. You can see them a step slow, especially guarding the three-point line. That's generally one of the symptoms. You can see them a step slow closing mm-hmm. up. When, they, when they're good, when they have energy, they're chasing people off the three-point line and causing them to drive. You know, that, that's when you can see they have the energy. But when they're not, kept, you know, chasing them off the line or just running up to them and raising their hand, that's not good enough in the NBA and obviously wasn't good enough last night. So, um, yeah, I'm not taking this. I'm not worried about this too much. Not worried about it too much. It's just a game that we just didn't have the energy. Uh, I'm hoping as the t- as the season progresses, those those low energy games become less and less. But um, it, it was one of those last night. It wasn't even about you know a tactical error. You know, player just you know we depended on somebody and it stunk or somebody else. If we had Derrick Rose, we'd have still lost. I, I'm just yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I was worried about this team because. Th- we, t- we talked about this before, um, Ryan, the game before. This is a team that ha- we, they said um, they have eight players who, who um, they average in double figures. Eight players who average in double figures. So, you know, this team, they finished the game with 31 assists. So you already know this team is going to pass the ball mm-hmm. fluently and often. So it's, it's not going to be really one person you can really key, key in on. And, you know, there's been a lot that has been made about our three-point defense and how good or how bad it is or – you know, we leave certain players open. And I do believe that, you know, it's been by design that 
there's certain players that we do leave open for a three-point defense. But when mm-hmm. there's multiple shooters out there that you have to ro- rotate to, and the Spurs have just that, they have multiple three-point shooters, it's harder to key in on certain guys to, um, you know, exploit. To, like how to key in on us. You know, how do people key in, key in on Alfred Payton? You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of knew going in that there might be a problem with rotations and closing out on the shooters and just general good three-point defense overall, which I think was a lot of the reason why we even lost this game. You know, they, they shot over 40% from three. Yeah. Anything to add to this, Ryan? Um, yeah, one of the issues was the three-point defense. Um, There were a couple of plays in the game that I want to point out too where I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the Knicks were doing in their rotations. Um, I think in the third, I don't. I think it was the second half. Julius Randle, where Julius Randle lost his man, and Trey Lyles had that wide open corner three. Right. So that was a play where I looked at. That was when the Spurs were, you know, on their run and they were pulling away. So I was watching that play over and over and again. I was like, because sometimes you know when you watch a play and you could, you know, look at it and see like, okay, just you know, you could figure out what this player was might have been thinking. Yeah. When they, you know, did the move that they did, but I was like, I don't know what Julius Randle was thinking because the way it was set up, like Trey Lyles was on the wing, and then Frank was guarding. I forgot it's one of the Spurs guards, and he was on the wing as well, and they were like crowded in one area. So I don't know. If, and then Julius Randle slid into the paint, and I'm thinking like, I don't know what Julius Randle was thinking. Like I don't know if he thought that he was supposed to switch with Frank or whatever the case may be, but Frank did the right thing by following his man because his man cut to the top of the key. Yeah, and, and you, then, yeah, and, and then Trey, then Trey Lyles went into the corner. He was wide open for three, and then I was looking at Julius Randle like, "Yo, what were you? What are you doing, man? Like, why are you in the paint when you know Trey Lyles is a is a viable three point threat?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all night he was Julius Randle was getting cookies taken all night by Lyles. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but also, yeah. um, the 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 big Poitle man, this kid, he set so many illegal screens the entire night. It was baffling that none of them was called like. The, 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 the play that happened with 0.7 seconds left in the second quarter, if you watch the tape back, he was literally holding Frank with two hands as mm-hmm. Frank was yeah. trying to work around the screen. And if, it, even throughout the night, there's times where his picks are literally him moving and holding with two hands. Mm-hmm. And he only had one foul on the night. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that's why we lost the game, you know, but yeah. it was just one of those things where when you saw a couple of plays when, when you saw a couple of plays when they had his wide open threes, I, I feel like some of that had to do with the the crazy one-sided illegal screens that he was was picking, and other mm-hmm. other times we just didn't close out like we supposed to, man. Like we just didn't have it today, like Raw said. Um, and I think it was apparent, like our defense suffered the whole night. Um, maybe the backs the backs caught up to us. I'm not sure, but we just didn't have it tonight. Um, also. I will say the second unit defense was pretty good, at least in the second quarter, because that's what got us into this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what got us into this game. They were working on a string. They were blocking shots. And we and they were actually missing shots. When that second quarter, we had three different people hit three-point shots mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. back in the game. And we even saw a corner Kev siding who hit a three-point, a three-pointer from the corner. So that was even interesting to see because, you know, Austin Rivers – you thought that maybe who who's getting that playing time is it Kevin Corner Kevin is or is it Austin Rivers and Austin Rivers seems to be like he's beyond man out so that's something else to watch like I think Austin Rivers might be a guy who is going to be moved eventually but um yeah they're definitely going to trade him they're going to trade him yeah they're going to trade him but you know what I want to actually talk about something completely different right not even completely different um Frank Nilakina right Frank Nilakina this is his first game um starting. 
as the point guard for the New York Knicks. He had a, a decent scoring game, you know, 13 points, three from three from the line. Um, but in that first quarter, we've noticed that the offense looked a little bit slow. It looked like we were out of sync. Um, do you believe that Frank should have been starting? Because I know there's a, a debate on Knicks Twitter, Knicks Instagram, that instead of Frank starting, IQ should have been the starting point guard for New York Knicks against uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Well, they asked Tibbs about it, right? And Tibbs said that he wanted IQ in the second unit because he's, you know, he's success. He, he likes the way that rolls, so he's going to keep the second unit like that. Um, as I said, I, if Derrick Rose started the game, we still would have lost the game. We, they were just not moving. The, yeah. The, so, like, if you watch the San Antonio Spurs offensively, now when you're watching the San Antonio Spurs offensively, I will admit you're watching an offensive clinic because. Those guys, the bodies move as the ball is moving, okay? With the Knicks, you were not seeing that. It's not Frank's fault that the bodies weren't moving. The bodies weren't moving. People weren't moving without the ball. And so that being the case, I just think it was just total situation where they were just kind of conserved. That's when, when, when Ryan talked about Julius not getting out on Trey Lyles. Right. It happened a couple of times. Yeah, it happened times. a few times. And, and, and yeah. I, what I'm saying is, I'm saying that Julius was trying to conserve his energy. That's what it was. And he was using the defense to do that, you know? So you you can't, but you can't do that. You, he was hoping Trey Lyles would miss. He wasn't missing. No, you know, you're so, right. Yeah. You know, and so when, and what happened, in fact, if you're really watching the game, see, people want to crucify Frank. I don't understand what this hatred is. Like, this cat must have slept with somebody's sisters, man, because <laughs> the thing is that, I mean, but the thing is, is that on the play Ryan was talking about, Frank was in that position a lot where he's got two guys he's got to guard. So he's got to decide between his man and Trey Lyles. Right. Right? Yeah. Because somebody didn't close out. That happens a lot. And Or if he's passing the ball, is it his fault that he passes the ball and somebody drops it? Or because it's, you know, and, and RJ, what was RJ had 15 points, but, and then anyway, it was, it just wasn't, they just weren't ready last night. They just were not ready. Man. So they came out, they did not have the energy. And, and it was, and, and I was watching the first quarter, like you said, it looked like they were just not getting untrapped. Yeah. They were getting on track. They looked out of sync. They, the yeah, the ball was hoping, wasn't moving. Okay, maybe they'll get into it. Maybe they'll come back and get into the rhythm. It never came. And then when, when you got to the... And, 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 and even in that, now I'm going to tell you, like, if they had to play the Spurs in the seven-game series, I like the Knicks' chances. Even yeah. with, you know, I like the Knicks' chances. But to not, that last night, they just weren't prepared energy-wise. They just right. did not have no. the energy. No, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Defensively was the biggest problem. Well, let me tell you something that I saw, Roy, last night on the offensive end. Um, I saw, I saw the, I saw a team, at least on the offensive side of the ball that just wasn't ready to make that mental switch from attack guards like Derrick Rose and Alfred Payton running the show to Frank, who is more of like a spot up type of a guy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I felt like we kind of got caught in between. So I, I like, so there was, there was, there was times where Julius Randle was posting up. And I feel like he did, he wasn't really trusting the pass like usual. Like I, I felt like the, the inside was a little bit congested, and the kickouts weren't happening, and they kept trying to force it inside, and they got a little bit in trouble. And I feel like we should have been kicking it outside a lot more because they were packing the paint. Yeah. And, and also, I do feel like a lot of times in that first half, we were kind of ignoring Frank in that corner. Um. And I think that's a lot of reason why we struggled in the first half because we just we just didn't move the ball enough. And I feel like in that third quarter, at least offensively, 
once we started to move the ball more and actually find Frank in that other corner, that's when things started to happen and things started to open up. A little bit, yeah. You're and right. I, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. And, and the thing is, is that too, is that if you watch the offense prior to last night before Frank started, Frank is sitting in the corner. That's his, that's the offense for him. He's in the corner and he's drawing a man toward him, and that opens up the floor a little bit. And then if he if he gets the ball in the corner, as you saw last night, he's gotten very good at hitting that corner three. So that's been what he's been doing when he's in the game. Right. So all of a sudden now we're saying, okay, Frank, you know, it's an hour before the game. We need you to run the offense. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's an hour before the game. We need you to run the offense. And to, for me, this is a perfect opportunity, Ryan, because we had this conversation so many times on the KOT show before the season started about Frank's role on his team and where I think he could fit best. And I've always said, you know, I could think Frank can be a guard who starts, even though he's not a, a starting point guard per se. But mm-hmm. if R.J. Barrett takes on more of the playmaking cap- um, opportunities. Now, we've mm-hmm. seen spots this season where R.J., you know, he'll start the third quarter off with a lob for Mitch. Uh, we saw even the beginning of the season – his playmaking, he was looking to play make more. He was making those passes to the corner um, when he was playing, like, at the top. I, I feel like if Frank is going to be the starting point guard or at least the starting guard spot, we have to run the offense a little bit more through RJ for it to work, in my opinion. And I don't know if they have enough practice time to make that happen before the Detroit game because the Detroit game, you know, is, is tomorrow. And, you know, they have to fly back and you know how practices are. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's the correct way to go if you're going to have Frank in a starting lineup. And I don't think they did that in that first few quarters. And that's why they struggled offensively. Like, I know, and I already know defensively we had problems. And Tom is definitely going to fix that because that's what he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think we need to change our approach on the offensive end um, if Frank is going to be um, in the starting lineup and have it more work to his, his strengths and the team's strengths. Yeah, I just want to add two cents to that. Like, yeah, I think you're right about the whole adjustment because Derrick Rose is a point guard where he more creates. Right. You know, Derrick Rose can create his own shot. Derrick Rose can also go off the dribble, you know, find guys open in the corner, whatever the case may be. So when you have a point guard like Derrick Rose, I feel like movement off the ball is not really as necessary because Derrick Rose can find you in certain spots. You can score off the and you can score off of yeah, that. That's why Tom now, likes attack guards. You know, you're exactly. Right. But mm-hmm. now with the now with a guard like Frank Nilakina, Frank Nilakina is not really the type of guard that's gonna break. You know, gonna break you off the dribble and pass it out to the guys in the corner and things of that nature. So now with a point guard like Frank Nilakina, you have to adjust the offense, and now you need guys that's gonna actually move off the ball and actually. And actually, cut you know, make cuts to the rim and things of that nature, which they weren't doing. They were just stagnant. Very and, stagnant. And then when and then when and then when you, everybody is stagnant and you have Frank at point guard, that's just gonna stall the offense because the offense, you know, nobody's gonna get open. You know, the defense can just you know be in position and you're not doing anything to like offset the defense in any way. So. What they should have done, I believe, is, you know, make more movement off the ball. And if you can, like, try to create quick quick offense. You know, since you see the half-court offense is not working, try to speed up the tempo a bit more and see if you can get easier baskets. And I feel like in the third quarter now, I, you know, with the whole Julius Randle thing, like, that's what changed because Julius Randle now, you know, instead of just, you know, backing up in the paint and just taking his shot or whatever the case may be, he started looking for other people. Yeah. And then he found Frank in the corner. Frank started hit a couple threes. 
And I like the fact that, you know, once Frank hit the first three, when Julius Randle got the ball again, he was backing up in the paint, and he saw the double come. He's looking for Frank again. Exactly. And he passed out to Frank again, and Frank hit it, and that's how Frank was able to get a rhythm and get himself into the game. So I feel like if they're going to go with Frank at point guard, they got to adjust that offense a little bit, you know, in, in like the first quarter or whatever, and make more, get more movement off the ball and – you know, just try to help Frank out because if you're just going to be stagnant and everybody just standing in certain positions, it's not going to work. No, nah. absolutely. And you not just help the Frank out, it's help the team out because if he starts making shots, there's going to be way more room for, for uh, Randall to operate for sure. Right, you know what I mean? right, right. So all that definitely needs to happen. And um, and I know some people wanted IQ to start and there and they, some people felt like he was snubbed. And we're going to talk about the IQ snubbing in a second. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I still think it's still the right move to start Frank instead of IQ because it would just be too much pressure on Alec Burks to carry that second unit. Um, but uh, speaking of IQ, so IQ had 26 points yesterday, right? Um, a lot of that in garbage minutes. The show before, I've talked about my worry with IQ. I talked about my worry with I talked about my worry with IQ, but I also said I do want to see him get more reps at the point guard. But I also do recognize that since Derrick Rose was in that second unit, Obi was getting the ball a lot more. So that is a concern. Um, now, I I feel like the game yesterday kind of exacerbated that point, right? We didn't really see Obi get the ball as much. IQ looked a little bit shot happy. He scored twenty six points. Cool. But the offense stagnated, stagnated a little bit. Um, so moving forward with Derrick Rose in the starting lineup, are there concerns that um, if we're not scoring, IQ is not scoring, do you think we'll be fine? Do you think we'll make an adjustment? Like, do you think we'll be okay long term? What do you mean with IQ in the second unit? Yeah, with IQ in the second unit, exactly. Right now, I think that's fine. I mean, it what I like what Ryan said because. Okay, so with D Rose at the starting point guard, you're talking about a guy that's Hall of Fame, right? And and he's been doing what he's doing with the Knicks all his life. So that's how he plays the game. So you you're gonna you're gonna get certain things from him as a point guard. Manuel quickly this year has thrived coming off the bench and, and really helping that second unit. I mean, there was a win, I, I forgot which one's team. No, it was the Kings, where the second unit scored 71 points in that game. That's really something when your second unit can come in and do that. So right. you want to keep that kind of firepower, you know, coming. It, it, and and you mentioned also with, with regard to Frank. Yeah, Frank works best in his four years with a guy that is an attacking guy beside him. You know, that's why I like him with IQ. Whereas you give him the ball at the point, you got to be moving. You because he's a European, you got to be moving, and that that ball's got to move, and he will move it. But if you're stagnant and you're expecting him to attack, you're gonna be disappointed. That's not the type of player he is, you know. So, with with uh, IQ though, you know he is an attacking point guard. Now the thing is, is that he did, he was gunning. He he shot eight. Yeah, for he was too he much. He was flamethrower. That I was like, yeah. Jeez. Now, he six of thirteen from the three. But he was pulling, man. He so the thing about him, don't expect him to, to you know, to uh, drive and kick. He <laughs> has to though. Shoot the floater, he has to at some point. At some point, floater, bro, he can't man. shoot fifty shots a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, so he, I, I think if he was though, I have to be honest. If you start, if you were giving him the starting role, he would be more of a playmaker. It's because he's coming off the bench like Lou Williams. He's coming off with the attack mindset. 
I don't think he's that crazy that you start him, he's going to throw up shots. No, Julius will kill him. He's going to be <laughs> but, uh, but Tibbs wants him, obviously, in that, if that's the case, Tibbs wants him as an attack dog off the bench, and he's playing that role very well. You know, So um, I think it was really IQ that made Dennis Smith Jr. expendable because I oh, yeah, absolutely. Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. was going to be that guy, and it's IQ, that guy. So, um, no, nah, I, I like him coming off the bench. I would like to have him paired with Frank coming off the bench. Tomorrow, you're going to have to start Frank because you have to remember, we're looking at the offense and critiquing the offense, but you got to remember, Tibbs is a defensive coach. Yeah. Everything is based on his defense. So the reason we lost the game yesterday is because we sucked on the defensive end. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's why Frank was Frank wasn't starting because he's attacked or not attacked. He was starting because he's a defender, and that's why he was out there. So, and that's why he's going to be out there tomorrow. But you got to have the defense show up. So when the Knicks don't play well, it's because their defense is not where it's supposed to be, and it wasn't last night. No, no, you're absolutely right, man. All good points. Defense was not was wasn't there last night, and you're absolutely right. That has to pick up. Salute to everybody in chat. First of all, let me pause the conversation right here just to salute the chat. If you're enjoying the conversation, you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to the channel and hit that those thumbs up buttons, please. And I'm about to shout you out, anybody in the chat. I seen you guys. First of all, hold on. I saw my guy Jay Boogie in here. Hold on, General. Hold on. Shout out to Jay Boogie. He says the only thing better than being on time is doing it in nick of time. Shout out to you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Yo, this guy got bars on bars. I'll see what he does. And he says next year's bench, Josh Hart, Norman Powell, and Gary Trent Jr. Yikes. If, if that's really the bench next year, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, give, give me some of that pipe, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This has got to have dudes that are battle testers and can play half court. Nah, you definitely right. I'm definitely like you said, Jay Boogie. We definitely had the Gary Trent Jr. conversation here because of you. So uh, kudos to you for all the uh, all the uh, suggestions. All right. And shout out to everybody else. Shout out to Iller. Shout out to Jun Junior Caroma, Shy Fly, Fritz Alessandor, Brooklyn Belly, Clinic. Shout out to you. I like that name, Clinic. The <laughs> Juan Williams, Brooklyn Belly from Brooklyn. Shout out to you, Will Bells, everybody who's representing the KOT show, man. All right, I'm from Oklahoma. We're here. Oh, yeah. Also, yo, shout oh, out to tell okay. shout out to tell him Alejandro, man, because you was here mad early. Yo, shout out to you. You was All here right. at 8 o'clock, like, yo, I'm in this. Make a time. Let's go. Shout out to tell him, right. shout out to tell him Alejandro, man. He's always supporting, man, in the chat for sure. All right. Hit that thumbs up button for your homie. Yeah, man, yep. definitely hit that thumbs up. I feel like every time we have a talk, we we have like a a free a impromptu free agency conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm right. just I'm just waiting for the impromptu free agency conversation, man. Yeah, yeah shout out to you. Anything else? I like oh, this game. I don't even want to drag out this conversation about this game because this game. I feel like this game was just a clunker. It was yeah. just a clunker. Yeah. It's a Spurs team who's good in the West. You expect to kind of lose some games, and this is a game that you expected to lose. We just didn't have it defensively. I'm not. I'm not really too low on this game. You can't get too low, too high. Yeah. I'm not, you know, gonna sell the farm. I know some guys are still. They're still worried about certain role players because we have guys who are there who hit three pointers who aren't doing their job mostly. Mm -hmm. You know, in um, in um, Alec Burks, and uh, why am I? Why is my and Reggie Bullock? Uh huh. So I know some guys are like, well, maybe we should look to move those guys. But you know, we also have guys who have potential to hit threes, right? Like, yeah, 
I mean, even if even if Frank um isn't you know a starting point guard once Derrick Rose comes back, if he's hitting three point if he's hitting the three point shot like that and playing defense, then maybe you can look to um slot him in for Reggie Bullock's minutes if Reggie Bullock isn't hitting. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though they play a different type of defense, I do feel like Reggie Bullock plays a little bit better um on ball defense than Frank does mm-hmm. in certain matchups. And Frank is more of a, like a, t- a really good team defender who's gonna who can cover up for other people's mistakes. You know what I mean? Well, it depends. Like if you're going by the stats, right? I mean, right now, Frank uh, from three point is hitting what? He's hitting fifty six percent from three. Yeah, he's hitting fifty six. I'm not. I'm not going to expect I mean, him to hit fifty six percent from three the whole it's year. It's a small sample. Yeah, size. <laughs> yeah, small sample size. Yeah, percent from three. So I'm saying that. What my point is is that if Frank is going to hit three pointers at let's say forty three percent, then then that makes Bullock expendable because Frank can step in and do exactly what Bullock's exactly doing. yeah like that and 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 if he's hitting that open three at that at any type of rate close like that, then uh, yeah we need to put him in there. But uh, at this point, I would not try to make any drastic changes. You know, we are what we are. We're not going to the finals this year, y'all. So no, we we're not going to the finals. Nah, we ain't going year. to the finals. Nah. We could get to the playoffs, and it, God forbid, we could win some games or win the first round. Yeah, that's a successful season. Man. Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be rough, man. After the second half of the season, it's going to be rough. Um, mm-hmm. We have a bunch of games. To, to, we have, like I said, keep saying last the last week of the season, we have like a six game stretch of all these Titan West Coast teams who mm-hmm. are playoff contenders. So, I mean, we're flying right high right now, and I'm going to enjoy that. We enjoyed the last episode with all the gunshots and the, and the Frank <laughs> Little King, the intros and the screaming. I'm definitely going to enjoy every single win, but we're not sure what's going to happen in the second half of that season, man. This, that's going to be a test to see who we really are. Wow. And if, let me listen, if we make it, if we make it to the playoffs this year, what y'all saw last episode is nothing. I'ma have gunshots, all new sound sound effects. I'ma yo. I'm a I'm a Oh, I can't wait, man. That's gonna oh be Oh my good. gosh. Don't yeah. let us try if we make the playoffs, you're gonna wanna be here for the post. You're gonna wanna be here for the live show because I'm gonna go ham and cheese. All right. Word. One, more, one more point I wanna make too is that I mean, this is again one of those situations where unfortunately Knicks Nation sometimes hates their own guys. Now I'm not saying we we couldn't do better, but Bullock is shooting 38% from three, and and Burks is shooting 40% from three. Now, if I was to tell you beginning of this season, if we in September and I said, well, you know, Bullock's going to shoot 38% from three. He's going to start. Burks is going to shoot 40% from three off the bench. We're going to be 18 and 18 at. What, would y'all have taken that? Yeah, we definitely would have yeah. taken that. Hell yes. Yeah. So now everybody's crying about Bullock and Burks, but you know, overall, they're playing pretty good ball. No. They're not superstars, but we knew that when we signed them. You know what I'm True. saying? True. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. So I, I, I'm pretty happy with what we're doing at this point. That We're very much ahead of schedule in our rebuild. So let's just keep rolling with what we got and see how far we can go with this. Now, you're absolutely right, Ro, because I was, I was kind of this last episode. We was, was kind of having this conversation. You wasn't here for it. But I was talking about the growth from within because, you know, we, we started off the season. We were like number 28 in three-point shooting. We climbed to the 13th. And um, free throwing shooting and sharp free throwing shooting percentage, and we didn't trade for now near one guy. Our guys just got better from Julius Randle to R.J. Barrett to Reggie Bullock, and to, and Alec Burks came back and he started coming back to life. If you look at, like there was a graphic that was on the screen yesterday that showed all of our 
three-point shooting stats over the last month, and all those guys were in like what over thirty-five percent and more, and into the forty percent. So, like, I know people see when people see one bad game or even one good game. Sometimes you get you get too hyper focused on what's happening right this second, cool corporate right. moment. That's just the internet era, you know. Sometimes right. you have to take a step back and see what's happening in the big picture. And the big picture, as of now, it looks like maybe the three-point shooting is better than we thought it was because, you know, people just got better. We have to see if that stays cons- remains consistent um, after, um, you know, the All-Star break happens. But I'm sure I'm, – I'm curious to see because, you know, trade deadline is March 25th. And if it starts to dip, I'm, I'm curious to see if we do a move – to package some guys for another guy, because especially considering you know, Austin Rivers hasn't played, so you know he's going to want to run out. Um, Frank, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him because he was on the fence, but now he's playing well, so he might be he might attract some offers now that he looks like you know he's playing better. So I can definitely see a scenario where Frank is packed with Austin or or mm-hmm. Alfred if Alfred doesn't play, you know. They can trade Alfred now, right? Huh? They can trade Alfred now because. I mean, they couldn't trade him earlier because of the contract because they had re-signed him after they after they let him go. That's the NBA rule. They could not trade him. But I think after something in February, they could trade him. Oh, yeah. They could trade him after officially after, I believe, February was it 6th or 9th. They could officially trade him. Okay. But he, he still has a no-trade clause. You know what I mean? Oh, so he does have the clause. He still has a clause, but it's because he was signed, he had to wait till a certain date we can trade him. But, like, the thing is, if he's not getting playing time, you know, that's different. Like, if he's not getting playing time, then he might open a trade. You know, he be, mm-hmm. might be open for a trade. So, mm-hmm. to me, the only way he'll be accepting of a trade is if he's not playing, in my mind. You know what I mean? But if he's playing, say Derrick Rose is, is, is a starting point guard and he's coming off the bench and still getting 20 minutes a game, he might still want to stay here regardless. You know what I'm saying? So No, I, I believe that. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I agree with that. So, it really depends on the circumstance. Now, if he's, if he's completely in a doghouse – then he might be open to whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so stay t- stay tuned for that. And you know what? Shout out to the Super Chat. Mo- says Maurice Baker sends a $10 Super Chat. Says, great show, fellas. KOT, appreciate you, my guy. Super appreciate you, man. Anybody who, who's donating to the Super Chats or to the Cash Apps or PayPals, all money, uh, I don't get Jordans with it. It goes into it goes into the channel to... to Paying for writers to expenses, microphones, all that stuff. All right, it's all to grow the KOT Nation. So shout out to anybody who who uh, likes the show. Please like and subscribe and share. And I'll just know that all the money is going to a good place and not New Jordans. All right, maybe Hewings. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, gunshots. Oh, give the gunshots. <laughs> gunshots for the Hewings. All right, let's go. Gunshots for the Hewings. <laughs> All right, all right. So, um, in other news, uh, listen, a snub happened. A snub happened in Knicks Nation. Something, you know, Knicks fans are used to being disrespected, but for some reason, through our disrespect, we've been invited to the All Star Game in various ways. This year, you know, we got Julius Randle, who's made it to the All Star Game. We're all very happy about it. R.J. Barrett, he's also he's he's made the World Games, right? And we're yep. happy about that as well. Um, Obi Toppin, as expected, did not make the Rising Star game. But, you know, we he's only playing like nine minutes a game. He's not found his footing yet, so we expect that. 
But news today has shown that Emmanuel quickly uh, has not made the Rising Star <coughs> game, which is insane to me. Uh, people who have been selected have been LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler Hero, DeAndre Hunter, Keldon Johnson, John Morant, Michael Porter Jr., Zion Williamson, James Wiseman, Emmanuel, and Emmanuel quickly just left off the list. Now, Ian Begley says, Assistant coaches from each NBA team votes for the Rising Stars roster. The U.S. team is compromised of 10 first and second year NBA players from the United States. World team is also compromised of the same. 10 first and second year players. So, guys, I already know, like, I don't understand what happened here. I can't even fathom why he would be left off the list considering he is, what, we talked about it. He's in one of the best fourth quarter performers in the NBA as a rookie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, every time there's any type of all-star team, somebody's gonna get snubbed, right? I mean, that's always the case, right? Yeah. There's some people that's just straight obvious. I mean, I mean, obvious. Like, this is the worst snub I've seen in a number of years. I'll put it that way because there's just no way that Anthony Edwards is playing better than Emmanuel Quickly. It's just there's just no way. He's he, Anthony Edwards' team. I think they won like what eight games. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Minnesota's yeah, Min- Min- one of the worst teams in the NBA. I mean, and here's Emmanuel quickly in the rotation for a playoff team. I mean, come on, man, that's that's ridiculous, man. That, I, I don't know what was going on. If, if it was their team, if it was their chance to to put because you know in the last couple of days. All of a sudden, we getting that bandwagon is getting heavy. Yeah, They're man, the bandwagon on. is closed. I tell you, heavy. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, now somebody got to throw some Nick hate out there by by snubbing our boy. But that's crazy, man. I mean, that's crazy. I can see like the world team, they squad is a little weaker because I guess they didn't have as many players representing. But on on the U.S. team, they picked uh, out of the ten players or eleven players. I think they picked six players that were second year guys. And yeah. I think they only picked four or five guys yeah. that were first year. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and so, I mean, to me, I mean, this is the deal. First off, they hating the Knicks. We know that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, the NBA is thrives on individual stars. You yeah, know, like name recognition. Yeah. So yeah. They, they trying to push Edwards. They trying to push Wiseman. Yeah. Obviously, LaMelo yeah. is a star. So, so that, you know, but this is their chance to me to, you know, stick it to the Knicks, and they did it. But. That that was terrible. That's a terrible snap. I think Max Kellerman yeah. was a part was a part of uh, selecting this list, and that's yeah, see, why he, IQ he, <laughs> was left off. Max Kellerman around, and that was it, right? <laughs> exactly. He made a phone call. All of a sudden, he, he got IQ being snubbed out here, man. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> bruh. I'll say this. I, I'll say this though, right quick, because when I look at the stats of each one of these players, like clearly Zion, no brainer. John Morant, no brainer. Michael Porter Jr. is having a pretty good season for a good team. So I, that's understandable. Um, Keldon Johnson for the Spurs. He's he's quietly having a good season as well. So I can see why he got oh, he picked. Is. He is having a good season. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. He's, he's pretty. He oh, yeah, well, yeah, he got it. Yeah, he, he should have lights out for Sacramento. So I'm like, I can understand Tyrese Halliburton as well. But the question now is. Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman because Emmanuel Absolutely. quickly are even because Emmanuel quickly is comparable to those two players. Mm-hmm. And if you look at if you look at Anthony Edwards stats right quick, Anthony Edwards is averaging 14.8 points per game, which is more than Emmanuel quickly's 12.6. But clearly, it's because Anthony Edwards plays more minutes. He right. starts for the Timberwolves. He he's only shooting 37.2 percent from the field. Emmanuel quickly shooting 39.4 percent. Bruh. 
He's shooting 31.2% from three. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly shooting 39% from three. Bruh. And he averages more rebounds. They average about the same amount of assists. And I think Emmanuel quickly has a higher PER than Anthony Edwards as well. So clearly, the reason why they put Anthony Edwards into the game, which is, which is what Ross said, it's name recognition. Everybody knows Anthony Edwards because he's the number one pick in the draft. And he and he and he has great athleticism, mm-hmm. so you know he's a highlight reel on top of that. So that's why Anthony Edwards didn't um, over Emmanuel quickly. And James Wiseman, I mean, Wiseman's having a pretty good season as well. Twelve no, points. he is. He is. He's doing it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Twelve points per game, fifty-one point five percent field goal percentage, forty percent from three, five point nine rebounds per game. So I mean, he's having a pretty good season as well. But the the, the but the real like, like the real comparison that should take place is. Quickly and Edwards, you know, and, and yeah. clearly, and clearly Edwards got in just because of his name and and the fact that he's a highlight reel and can provide highlight dunks and things like that. Yeah, I mean, IQ is boring. He just helps us win. <laughs> no, he's not boring. <laughs> can, I, can I be frank? He just helps us win. Dick and Lonnie bust people in their ass. That's it. That's it. He just bursts. He's got you know, dunks, so we can't have him on the team. That's yeah. <laughs> Nah, you're right. Yeah, I got the nail on the head, man. It's all about the rank, the name recognition because at the end of the day, you can't say IQ's not inciting. You see what he's doing, man. You see the headlines he's making on these New York Knicks headlines on ESPN and all the other channels. So no. it's, it's not about that at all. It's about the name recognition. It's crazy because you think, you know, you, you think because he's in New York, he would survive that. But unfortunately, that's not just what happened. But uh, this is going to be one of those things when you look back in history and you're like, man, this was the wrong choice. I can't have this guy not make it. <laughs> like, it's going to be one of those choices, man. Everybody's just is going to look bad in the long run. All right. You know, shout out to the chat. Let me recognize the chat for a second. This is going to be a shorter show than usual because of, of, of the. <laughs> but it says ESPN has been putting out Knicks content the last few days. Clearly, ESPN wants to make nice with the Knicks fans. It's too late, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's too late. That's People. what Max telling him, man. He need to go go somewhere, man. Nah, that's why they get CP. That's why they got CP over there, man. They had they had enough of all the Knicks hate. They had yeah. enough of all the Knicks hate and the Knicks slander just slander for slander's sake. Is no more real analysis. It's straight exactly. up hate, win or lose. And see, and CP need to go after other people at ESPN too, because Max Kellum ain't the only one. No, he ain't the only one. Yeah, he ain't the only one. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if they give him more time. I'm sure if they give him more time, he'll go after him. Because he said he, oh, when I talked to him, he said he didn't know how much time he was going to get. So they just had him on and had him off. But trust me, he has a, he has a laundry list of things he wants to get to. And he'll be back next week. So <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is. Yo, shout out to the Man 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 Show who, who's um doing this thing over there in the YouTube channel across the street. Yo, shout out to you. Man, 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 man. Yeah, he says the more they hate, the more they validate. I hear you on mm-hmm. that, man. Word. I hear you on that. Salute to the chat, man. Uh, old head says IQ has veteran savvy already drawing fouls. Yeah, you're right. He draws fouls like a vet. That's yeah. right. As Ash would say, he's a rookie and a vet. All right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tyrone says he got edged out, had 26, and got snubbed. Yep, for sure got snubbed. <laughs> Brooklyn Belly says the dunk got Edwards in. That's true. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 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 Right about that. That's right yep. on point. Shoot. Yo. Okay. Okay. So, Rick Harrison says here yeah, we're coming at the Pistons' head with D. Rose back tomorrow. Now, I saw somebody say, I I saw somebody post that is D. Rose officially back tomorrow? 
Is that what's happening? I haven't heard that. I hope he um, is. That would be good. I, I know I read reports and they said that the reason why he sat out was because his um his test was inconclusive. And then right. they said he then and then they said he tested negative the second time around. So I'm I'm not sure how they, I don't know if he's gonna be held out due to the health and safety uh, to do the health and safety protocols, or they're gonna be like, Okay, well the test is conclusive, so he, we're gonna let him play the next game. I like I don't know how that works out. Hmm, I got I mean, yeah, because Dag, man, if we ain't got to see San Antonio again. Every place they go, man, people get sick. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Oh, yeah, Texas opening up, yo. They they yeah. said no more no more masks in no Texas. No more masks. Man, they, yeah. they, they get, yeah. they get those Everybody vaccines. getting sick, and every time, like, they've missed already four games to um, the Spurs because of that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got a five, $5 super chat coming in from 96 Till. He says, what do you guys want to see from RJ in the, in the season what do you? I'm sorry. What do you guys want to see from RJ in the season half of the season? Second oh, you half? mean the second half? In this, okay, that's he meant second half. Okay, that, that, that yeah. tongue tied me a little bit. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna answer your question because um, watch out for the next episode of the KOT because you know once this break comes, we're gonna drop an episode. We're gonna do a, a review. Roy might not be here. Cause I think Roy might be away. I'm but, gonna uh, be in Mexico next. Yeah, week. he's gonna be in Mexico. So it's probably it's gonna be me and me and Ryan. Maybe somebody else. <laughs> we're gonna be doing a review <laughs> of the next season and I'll be thinking about you. You'll be thinking about <laughs> if you want to send a note raw, you can. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be doing a, a review of the next season. Um what they can what they've done, their rankings, their net ratings. We're gonna go we're gonna go deep, deep stats dives, trust me. I'm gonna do mad research and what do we expect for them going forward? Because definitely check out the next episode of the KOT show. But um what do you guys want to see from RJ in the second half of the season? I want to see more playmaking from him because I do feel like in the beginning of the season, uh, his passing was like next level in that first few preseason games. And I think he's tapered off a little bit and gotten a little bit, um, what's the word? Like, what's the word? Like, he, 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 he's got a little bit tunnel vision. Not to say he, he's still making certain passes, right? He's still making passes to, like, Mitch for lobs and things of that nature. But I do think his passes in the beginning of the season were a lot crisper and a lot better. So I want him to see him get back to that. I want to see him continue to um, hit that three-point shot at the end of the year. I mean, three-point shot consistency and be comfortable with that mid-range. Like, more of the same. More of the same. The passing of – I want the passing of the – front part of the season and the shooting of the second part of the season <laughs> and that's what i want to see from rj man yeah, that's good man i agree I, I want him to um i want him to uh like you said get better with his decision making on offense passing wise mm -hmm. i want to see him make less boneheaded mistakes defensively mm. and continue to hit that three-point shot which i think all three can happen in the second half and i, and I want to see him peak just at the time the knicks go to the playoffs That'll be yeah. per perfect. Yes, 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 yes. As for me, I just want RJ to do pretty much more of the same uh, that he's been doing lately. You know, get his baskets within the floor of the offense. Don't force it. Playmaking, more playmaking would be nice. More playmaking would be nice. And also, you know, better finishing at the rim, you know, would be nice as well. So if he could just improve playmaking and finishing at the rim, I'll be straight. Exactly. You know, people, people, you know, just comparing him to DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler. Deron Rose and you know, he's over there diamond up people. Maybe not as much yesterday, but in general. So why not? Why not RJ? You know what I mean? Yeah. He just he just have to clean up his mentality and he'll get there. 
You'll get there. Honestly, though, that I mean, in my opinion, DeRozan is the best mid range player in the game. So, well, yeah, he's got a yeah. mid range guy, and the game that he brings is a mid range guy. He, he's the best. So, to get if 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 our uh, can get anywhere like that, that'd be really good. Oh uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be excited, excited, especially if you can stay that consistent from three. Hit you know, hit the corner three that consistently, because that's the thing that DeRozan hasn't really been able to do. Right, yeah, he's a mid range. Yeah. He's, he's not a shooter from the three. He's a mid range player. Exactly. So if RJ can do that, then he'll be golden, man. And people who talk about trading him for all these pieces, I'm telling oh. you, man, I'm telling you, you're going, you're going to regret it. Mm-hmm. You're going to regret it. He just works too hard. Mm-hmm. He just works too hard, and he he has that he has that thing where he just doesn't care, and he just puts the pass behind him and goes like he just works too hard. You're gonna regret that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, infamous new king says RJ bully continued growth, a go to move and a counter go to move. Mm-hmm. A go to move, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Somebody said Chris Paul is the best mid range guard in the game. Chris Paul is like <laughs> mid range three pointer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's about Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, man. Chris yeah, Paul's nasty, he does it man. all, man. Chris yeah, all all around, all around. He does everything. Our, yeah. DeRozan is not a guy from the three point range. He's straight mid range. I mean, and he's very good. I mean, extremely good at. It. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. And shout out to Kane Marco. He just sends a ten dollars super chat. This just says salute. So. Man, a few words. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yo, appreciate it. Yo, anything else, guys? I don't know if anybody wants else wants to hashtag Newfie here. I'll shout you out with your hashtag. I'm Newfie looking at uh, the New- I'm looking at the New York Post article. It says that Rose tested po- uh, negative multiple times, and he was able to fly back with the team on the plane, so he wasn't quarantined. So that's it a good sign. Like he'll be back. Yeah, sorry. And now right. another good sign. This was not written by. Mark Berman, so. <laughs> oh, man. Gunshots. Uh, <laughs> Took his shots at Mark. I, I'll say this, though. Um, I don't know if y'all want to touch on it, but um, there's been recent news where they said that Nick Stern talks to acquire Carl Anthony Towns. Well, somebody uh, said that Woj said that. Did y'all see? I've never seen Woj no, no, definitely did, didn't did, say that. Yeah, if Woj said that, I would have I would have started the shit with yeah, that. Somebody yeah, somebody said <laughs> Woj said it. I nah. would say, well, we'd be talking about it, but it's for every to me, the guys that are saying that are people that you can never trust. So right. I, I don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and I don't see that. I mean, if I'm in it, I always think of it from the Minnesota perspective, from the other team. If I'm Minnesota, what do I want for Car Anthony Town? Well, I want everything. So yeah, you know, we're not doing that this year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for me to do that, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing Carl Anthony Towns, um, I don't even know his contract, but you we just assume Julius Randle's involved, right? You just yeah, yeah. we just assume, and, and it like well, it, it, to me it doesn't Robinson. make sense. It's kind of Mitchell like, Robinson. huh? They would have to include Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, yeah they would have to include Mitchell Robinson. They would have to include you know the three first round picks. I mean that's what I, if I'm Minnesota, it's like when before we realized that KP was the you know player that he is now. When we thought he was going to be the superstar, what did we want for KP? You know what I'm saying? So. Car Anthony Towns is the same thing. What what do you want for him? You're gonna to have to get a lot for him. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then on top of Carl Anthony Towns is a better player than KP as well. So <laughs> you have to you have to put that in, you have to put that into consideration as well. I don't think the I don't think the gap between Carl Anthony Towns and Julius Randle is that big anymore to to no. um to entertain a trade like that. No, it's not. It's not. Nah. Julius is a better defender. Yeah, and Julius is a better defender, yeah. and you know he's not gonna cry at Tom. 
Because you already know the, the, the you, know, you already know the um you already know the relationship that Tom and, and Kat had. Like we talked we broke this down on this show, Ryan, about yeah. how if we switch out shoot out Carl Anthony Towns from Mitchell Robinson, the defense is gonna look a lot better. And oh. we're gonna have a lot better record. And lo and behold, we're a top two defensive team, top two. So I mean, maybe he's grown up now because that does happen when you're, you're younger and you're immature. You don't want to mm-hmm. listen to your coach, and you have a guy like Tom Thibodeau who's going to be in your ear and in your ass. Pause. Like, you, you don't want to listen all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So maybe yeah. he's more mature. He can take it better now. But it's, it's it, to me, it just doesn't make sense to make a move for Cat. No, nah, 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 it doesn't make sense for me either. I just mentioned it because, like, someone mentioned in the chat, I looked it up to see, like, yo, did Woj really drop that bomb? But then when I was, I was like, Woj didn't. But I, but I do see articles that mention it, though, so I just wanted to bring it up, like, what y'all thoughts of, you know, now, it for Cat. ESPN, what's this boy? Um, Oh, God. Jay, uh, Jay, the guy used to play for Duke and hurt himself on the motorcycle. What's oh, this? Jay Williams? He said, Jay Williams said today I saw that Devin Booker wants to come to New York. Yo, did yo did not mention that the other day, Jay? And and in, in, in man, <laughs> did I mention that the other day? Yeah, you did. I'm not getting. I'm sorry. I'm just not getting hyped. I'm not. When Winhorse said that there was a guy that was an All Star level that's one of force to trade to New York, he was talking. I heard that episode. I listened to that episode. About Devin Booker because he was mentioning all the ties to Kentucky and New York and and and, and that how you know Devin Booker and Leon Rose are. Y'all not getting me this year. You're not, yeah, you're not, you're not year, getting me and, this year. And, 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 next year. Next year. They're talking about next yeah, year. I don't and, care what year. You're not getting me. <laughs> how you going? How you going? I don't know. Because Phoenix, Phoenix is like third in the West right now. I don't see how he gives that up to come to New York. I don't see I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but is a Chris Hope, is a Chris Paul going to be a free agent, though, next season? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Wait, is he? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I think this is the last year at the blow-up year of his <sighs> Yeah, so I'm, so I'm like, and then on top of it, you got to remember, my man was disrespected. He didn't get chosen for the All Star game because he because he played for Phoenix, so Bruh. he wants to come to a big market. I didn't even think of that. And, 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 and the Kentucky connects on top of that. I think, Stop I think, it! I, I, I think I think there's some validity. Stop it! Some, shut up! Shut your, shut your mouth! <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. He will definitely start on All Star if he came to the East. Exactly. Dang! Dang! Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! We've been down this road already. Stop it! Yeah, but he Bruh. is under contract. So. <laughs> He's under contract. Thank you. Bring us back to earth. He's under yeah, he contract. <laughs> I mean, Phoenix don't have to do anything. He's under contract. Yeah, he had the contract. He would have to pull a James Harden. Like he would have to force his trade, force his way out with a crazy trade to yeah. bring him here. I is I'm not even entertaining it. I'm not even going to think about that, man. I'm honestly not, man. This yeah, is this, is, this is Kevin though. Durant all over again, man. Yeah, but I'm not doing it. Honestly, though, somebody like Jay Williams, those type of guys, you can't listen to, man. If, if Wojnowski said it, or Sham said it, I would, yeah. I would listen. But or even Ian Begley, because Ian Begley, you know, he comes out with real dick. But all these other cats, you know, all these other cats from all these other outlets, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm giving it broad to me for, for listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, salute to the chat, man. If you enjoyed the show, hit the thumbs up button. Please. We got 46. We got 46 likes, 81 people. Can we get that? To, let's get that to like 60 at least. Can we do Yo, 60? for real, for real. Can we do 60, Word. man, man. We, 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 we talking smack. We give me some laughs. You know, but like it's not even that much news. We lost, but we still making it entertaining for you guys, man. So shout, shout out to everybody in the chat. <laughs> shout out to everybody in the chat. If you like the show, please like and subscribe and share all that noise. Um, if we we will be back for the the Pistons game. The Pistons game. Let's see. The Pistons game is tomorrow, Thursday. <laughs> 
His name is tomorrow Thursday. So um, I'll be doing a show Friday. I'm not sure who's available. I'm not sure if Raw. I'm not sure if Raw. Yeah, Raw's I'm not available. available Friday. But, but I, Helen Highwater, I will be here Friday with somebody. We had, we had, or, or by myself, I will be here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, I should be available. Friday, I should be available. Friday, okay. Friday, Ryan I'll should be available. Friday, yeah. JL is holding it down. Yeah, so we'll be holding it down Friday, most like. Uh, Around 8.30, 8.45, I'm going to try to keep the same time so everybody knows. All right? The day after the game, I'm trying to keep, keep, I'm trying to keep momentum going. Everybody knows the day after the game, turn into the KOT show around 8.30, 8.45. That's right. We're going to talk about it. It's the after party show, all right? So definitely check in, okay? Right. Keep, right. That, keep that time slot in your mind, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Cody Emanuel who says 10K likes by the summer. Let's go. 10K subscribers. I'm with that, man. Speak it into existence, all right? Right. Well, salute to everybody in, in the channel, man. Gregory Castillo he says, "Get J." Oh, yo, he always kills me with his comments. <laughs> <laughs> says, "Get J. Ellis in the three-point contest. Hit that like button." <laughs> <laughs> Facts, yo. I got snubbed too, man. I got snubbed too. Uh, <laughs> IQ got snubbed, and I got snubbed. That's right. Get me in the three-point contest, man. It's a New York thing. They hate us. <laughs> exactly. There's a, there's a bunch of Ellis's in the NBA. We got Dale Ellis. We got uh, Monta Ellis. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Monte Ellis, Dale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those are my, like, my cousins. Like, they're my cousins. Like Winston, is is Winston even here? Is Winston Ellis here? Yeah, shout out to yo, shout out to my cousin Winston, man. Shout out to my. Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yo, that yo, that is our show, man. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, yo, raw, yo, let them know where they can find you, raw. Uh, raw Hebrew Remnant on YouTube and Raw Hebrew Remnant on Twitter. Very simple. All right, all right, cool. All right, Ryan, where can they find you, sir? They go find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S I R G S C H I L L I N. You can find me on Twitter. The Twitter's a little bit more active nowadays. All right, um, all right. finally join us. Let's go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Ryan G K O T. That's Ryan R Y A N G K O T. All right, and you know what? Shout out to World Wide West, first of all. Shout out that. to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. All right, cool. So, shout out to World Wide West for putting this team together and doing these things in the back streets. Maybe he's trying to get Devin Booker. Never mind, I'm joking. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, also, you know what? Go to the nick of time show.com to get your KOT merch. Shout out to you if you got your KOT merch already. Shout out to you. We got them in blue and orange. You got them in black. So, definitely go to Nick Time Show and get yours. Um, also, shout out to the Rodgers. The blog writers, we got some rumor articles coming up. I know Fritz has been working on some, so you should keep an eye out for that. And some, some more articles are also coming up. Um, so take a look for that. Also, you know, follow us on all social media. That is the KOT show on Twitter, um, the Nick Time show on Instagram, and we're also on Facebook as well. Fritz he must be cousins with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. What'd you say? Fritz Alcinda, he must be cousins with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, is that your, is that your cousin? <laughs> 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 Might be since we all related, like, I can see that. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's why he's one of our writers, man. We gotta have all the, <laughs> all, the all the legends creating for us, all right? Cool. <laughs> all right, and also definitely listen to us on. We also on. If you didn't know, man, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well. So if you like our show, if you want to help us out, you can like and subscribe to those places as well. Write any advice, no comments. Says how 